If you mess around with my friend, I know what to do. I will poison your black eyed peas and shove you in a trunk. Welcome back to another episode of Right Answers Mostly, a podcast on what you didn't learn in history class but wanted to. My name's Claire Donald. My name is Tess Palomo. Hi, Tess. It's good to see you again. You know what? It's good to see you too, Claire. I feel like I guess I have seen you since you got back from outside lands, but it was in like a trivia days. We were, the the levels of stress were were high. They were. Um, just because dogs were around us, jumping on us, barking. Which is usually the most calming experience. Of, of course, but sometimes combined with, you know. You know, that <laughs> scoring. Scoring. Excel. a job except the excel i mean i couldn't even do one thing on excel i'd give it all to you well i know i had to call our friend allison <laughs> being like how do you sort columns? what is excel what i remember i will never forget my sister being like let me teach you and i was like i'm never gonna have to use this and i do i understand and that was maybe one thing i regret okay. from yeah from school but but it does feel like we haven't seen each other for ages. Ages and ages. But we're we're making up for lost time now. We, we are. We're gonna we're gonna hang out tonight. We're gonna hang out this weekend. Yes, Thank of God. course. How Thank was God. Outside Lands? Oh, Outside Lands was so fun. It is just like I want to go so bad. It's a magical forest full of people that are so kind. Ugh. Like I, I always leave feeling a little bit better about humanity after Outside Lands. Well, that's a great. And way I do to leave. know it's because every single person on that festival is on some sort, <laughs> sort of drug that makes you very, very nice. Your serotonin <laughs> is shooting through the roof at that moment. Everyone is as happy as a clam, you could say. We love that though. But like, you just look over at someone when you're dancing, and they'll just grab your hand for a second and just smile, and then like community. It's just such a community. It's so chill. It's cold. It's cozy. I can't believe how cold it was in San Francisco. But you're hot because you're like dancing. Right. the whole time but you're not overly hot like that place is ma- it's magic it is magic so i had a great time i felt really really down the dumps until about wednesday we're getting back to it <laughs> that was yesterday but we knew we knew we, we planned it out in the schedule exactly we literally google calendar tess will be depressed monday through wednesday yes yep. i i told claire i had to not be able to do some things because of the depression yeah right i just spilled water all over me uh, all over my outfit Claire is wearing the hottest like bandana tube top. Check it out. We are on YouTube right now. Check out her full video. So Natalie Maines in the Goodbye Earl video, it's an homage to her. Oh God. Um, Amazon. But like I said, I ordered red and they sent me orange Amazon. So yeah, but orange is your color. Wow. I'm going to say it. Thank you so much. I'm going to say it. Um, yeah, but a bandana top I was texting with Emma and my friend Morgan, who I'm dedicating this episode to because we listened to the chicks growing up oh. all the time. Um, and we were sending each other bandana tops back and forth. Like, shall we bring it back? We have to bring it back, Claire. Yeah. Also, your um, wrist, like your mm. thick wrist mm-hmm. bracelet, mm-hmm. really hot. Well, so it was a choker. But um, Alice, I sent a picture of this outfit originally, and she went, you need a chunky bracelet. And so I added this. Ugh. Alice, always bringing it home. Yes, thank you for styling me, Alice. Well, before we get started, what are your life updates? What the hell has been going on? Um, my birthday's this week. <gasps> Oh my God! Yes, I'm. I'm back. I am it, looking at the calendar in my head. It will. Um, you know, not to make it all about me, but hey, it is. We are going to make it all about you, guys. Claire's birthday is on the 23rd. Yeah, she is our Virgo baby, cuspy Virgo Cus- baby. The first day of Virgo. Of course. I wish. I wish I was Leo, but hey. I know you've always had a conflicting. I, I really have identity with some it. Some things used to say I was a Leo, but in fact, I am a Virgo. Those early 2000s, like, quizzes, they didn't know what they were, know. you know, they didn't know, know what they were saying to us. That's true. But everyone wish Claire a happy, happy oh, birthday stop. on Wednesday. 
right? Because this yep. will be yep. Monday. Yep. yep, on Wednesday. Um, and we have some fun things planned for this birthday girl. I know Tess and the gals have something planned this weekend, and I have no idea what it is. And I am, I, and also the updates that you've been like, we just locked in another surprise. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I think I know what you think it is, <sighs> and it's not that. I think that we're gonna go have martinis with Chris Jenner. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> I'm like, fuck, <laughs> this is not going to be a good <laughs> I wish. Oh, my God. No, I totally uh, know that's not what it is. We'll save that for Ram. Of course. And one year we will. And one year Maybe we will. Maybe your 30th birthday, let's manifest okay, that. Okay, perfect, perfect. Um, but yeah, I think I think you think it's something. <laughs> I can't wait. And it's different. And it's it's out of all of our comfort zones, I think, uh, in a way. I'm like, oh, my God. Are we going rock climbing? <laughs> I'm like, we're going camping, not glamping. I know that you would never do that to us. I would literally never do such a thing literally never no no don't you worry it's gonna be really fun and like very you oh my god but we've never done it before oh my god so and we've be- done a lot that's why i'm like what have we not done we have done a lot of things in this town yeah we sure in this town in this town honey. i can't wait oh i know but it will be fun yes our virgo baby so we are um so this will be our second to last episode i know we have one more episode of women in music month but i am very excited for this episode today this you've been talking about this for Two years about doing this episode. Yes. I think I first got the idea of like, I would love to cover something like this when I listened to, of course, our older sister, you're wrong about. She never, she never lets us down. No, they did a phenomenal episode on this. And I've been listening to the chicks since, since I was, I mean, I think their first album came out in 98. So it's like since I was four and I've been obsessed with them. And to like hear their story be played out, I was like, it must be told on Ram. Of course. And I listened to about maybe half of the you're wrong about episode mm. but then i realized like i think this was around the time when you were like i kind of want to do them mm-hmm. at some point and so i stopped listening so i got to a certain point and then really don't know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. much after that and so i'm kind of going in knowing like a couple things but being pretty well it was so fun so, like obviously i listened to that episode but like i watched their documentary shut up and sing which is like not the most informative but it's mainly just like hanging out with them and i will take that mm. any day what platform um i rented it on amazon gorgeous yeah it's like 2.99 okay. something like that i mean hey it reminds me of blockbuster Check out our blockbuster. Episode. We love to rent a movie sometimes. We do, we do. It's a thrill because you're like, I only have 24 hours, so <laughs> it is. The, the stakes are high. It, you can't waste any time. Um, but we also saw the chicks together. We did. We saw last them year. Last yeah, last, last fall August. at the Greek. Yes, and I love the. I just saw Noah at the Greek, and like the setting is gorgeous. The sound is so bad at the Greek. Was the sound also like quiet for Noah? Yes, and we were even close, and I could like lean over and talk to Corey like in this voice like this. I think it's because the Greek is in a neighborhood that they can't like i want my eardrums to be blasted i think they have a lot of like city ordinance like regulations because they also have to end like right at 10 right i think so too and that's intense and it's sad because that was my only thing like i saw the chicks at the hollywood bowl also and that show was incredible and then the the greek i was like it's so quiet i know and i love the hollywood bowl but if you don't have good seats it is so uncomfortable yeah i feel like i'm almost like too old to go there in the back i i know right it's crazy it's crazy but um any other thoughts anything else you know or don't know about the chicks I have always loved their music. Mm-hmm. And like, especially back in the day, I used to be like, I really hate country, but there's a few people I like, and it's the Chicks, mm-hmm. it's Casey Musgraves, mm-hmm. and Shania Twain. So those are like always my three that I was like, these girls have like gotten I mean, me through it. They are queens. They are queens. Um, Easy Silence got mm. me through the early, early pandemic. Which is, play it on repeat. And Juliana, calm down. I can't. I cannot. 
<laughs> oh god yeah so i'm already like i'm already upset yeah i'm already in rage i think this oh, episode is yeah. going to trigger everything i actually care about yeah. in this world this episode is like are we all ready to ignite our feminine rage I'm ready. I'm like, should I grab a pillow to <laughs> scream into? Possibly. Possibly. But okay. Oh, God. Shall okay. we begin? I am sweating. Honestly, guys, I had so many sources. I'm just going to put them in our show notes, but I definitely want to give them credit. So if you want to see where I got my information out or from, scroll on down. And while you're on your phone, watch, go ahead and subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Mm. Give us five stars. Give us a rating and a review if it's kind. And we love you for it. If it's not kind, send us a DM and we will take yes. that feedback. Exactly. Exactly. Even right now, I'm about to take a sip, but I'm doing away from the that's right because we learned from what hillary clinton said take criticism seriously but not personally so we love our queen we do okay so like what one of the reasons i also just want to give a shout out that i love a trio like give me a three-part harmony like boy genius heim destiny's child muna like obsessed i mean there's nothing more beautiful than harmony there is nothing done well exactly (laughs) to be clear yeah to be very clear so and i think the chicks do a three-part harmony better than anyone really i agree so the chicks were founded as the dixie chicks um in 1989 so they go way back 1989 hey this isn't the first time we're going to mention or this isn't the last time we'll be mentioning taylor in this episode it all goes back to taylor whether you like it or not it does it is it is true it is true um there were four of them at the time and a woman named robin macy started the group and she was a school teacher oh but she just loved to play bluegrass and she meets these and she's in her early 30s and she meets these sisters marty and emily um now marty mcguire and emily strayer and they were just at a jam sesh and marty was a freshman at smu and she mainly played the fiddle and growing up she was in all these fiddle competitions and crushing it in texas the fiddle is a tough Can't a tough imagine. hang sometimes <laughs> The fiddle, when played well, is the most beautiful instrument. Oh, wait, what am I thinking of? Same thing as a violin, just played in a different way, What did we play in music class growing up that was? That's a recorder. Okay, God, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I was thinking of a recorder. She's, like, playing hot cross buns across the state of Texas. I was like, everyone has their own passion. Like, that was truly cruel that the school did that to our parents. It could have been anything else. It's just because it's the cheapest thing to get, right? Totally, but God bless those music teachers. Can you imagine being a music teacher hung over during recorder week? I'd be like, we're all going to play a little game <laughs> called We're Not Going to Play Our Instruments Today. <laughs> no. So um, Marty uh, played the fiddle and she was at SMU. So younger than her, um, than Robin in her early 30s. And her sister Emily was just a high school sophomore. Um, and But she played pretty much all the other instruments, the banjo, the violin, the bass, rhythm guitar, like everything. Good God. And it, can you imagine? No, like these are. This is genius. Genius. The top genius I think in the world are people that can play every instrument and not even have to think about it. I agree. Like your brain couldn't agree more. Um, and so Robin was like at a jam session with them, and she was like, "Oh shit, these kids can play. Why don't we make a band?" And I'm going to invite in this woman named Laura Lynch, and she's going to play the bassist. And Laura was a single mom, so Robin and Laura split the vocals. Playing with like high schoolers, but hey, just <laughs> like hey, you want to jam? Exactly. When you can jam, you jam. It, literally. Um, the band name, the Dixie Chicks, was taken from um, was taken from the album Dixie Chicken by Lowell George of Little Feet. Which I'm sorry, Lowell George, but I'm unfamiliar with your work. <laughs> I also do not 
recall. Uh, or the album Dixie Chicken. No. Um, however, in 2020, the band uh, changed their names. They dropped Dixie. Um, when they, they were like, we chose that name as teenagers. They didn't realize it had connotations of slavery. They thought of it, they thought it was just like a region, the Mason-Dixon. And once they really found out what it meant, they were like, fuck that. We love our evolving queens. We, we love do. people that can be like, hey, we, we messed up. And, and we're sorry. We need to do better. Exactly. And that's what they said. They're like, we always want to be on the right side of history, which they are. <sighs> so, um, the original Dixie Chicks, their sounds were very classic bluegrass. They dressed in fringe skirts, western sh- western shirts, like cowgirl hats, very old school. Love. Love. And they were so old school uh, uh, bluegrass, which I loved. Bluegrass is so good. Stunning. But it's not mainstream. Mmm. Hard to make, like, a lot of money from it. So country people were like, this is gross. No, country people were like, we love. Oh, so country people like it. Yeah, mainstream people, like, just on the street Mm. were like, eh. Well, they started as street performers, actually, in Dallas. They literally played on street corners. Which is, like, they had this, like, huge, like, bass thing. Like, (laughs) these, like, four women. What a sight. What a sight. And then they move up, you know, to clubs and coffee shops. And then finally... To the studio. Their first record was Thank Heavens for Dale Evans, and it comes out in 1990. And by the time they released their next record, Little Cowgirl, mm. in 1992, they were one of the biggest bands in Dallas, and they were really building up a following within Texas. Texas forever. Texas forever. Yeah. 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 That applies for now. here. For now. Um, yeah. For, for now. Yeah. Mm. For now. For always. Okay. For it. We'll talk. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But, okay, so as they're growing, um, tensions are starting to form because Marty and Emily are growing older and they're like, we want more. Like, we want to, we're hitting a ceiling right now and we want to be stars. And Robin, who started the band, is like, but isn't this enough? Yeah. A tale as old as time. A tale as old as time. And Robin is also like, I am a pure bluegrass person and I will never change. And Marty and Emily are like, I think we need to kind of modernize. And Robin's like, no, I'm not doing it. So Robin has to go. And Robin leaves. The woman who started the band leaves. God, it's tough because like no one's wrong. I know. It's just like different journeys, it's, different paths. Exactly. Uh, to be Robin now, you know? Oh my How God. How are you, Robin? Did they have like, I'm always like legally. Does she get something like, no. I you have think to like so. completely. I think she was like, there. it was such a different band at this point. So... Um, Robin has to go. And it was at this time that their steel guitarist, which I love the steel guitar. I think that's one of my favorite instruments of all time. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Um, Lloyd Maines was like, my daughter Natalie is an amazing singer. So Lloyd had Natalie's audition demo tape, which had won her a full scholarship to Berklee College of Music. Such a good school. That is like the school to go to. That's where Marta went. Yeah. Hot. In Boston. I know. There's so, like those music kids. Wild. We, um, Alice and I have a friend who went there and we visited him one summer and we were just looking around and like we went to his apartment and all of them were just playing music <laughs> the entire time on a Saturday. Night. That would like, actually drive me crazy. I think <laughs> I was like, we get it. Though. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we get it. You're good at music. Yeah. Um, but so he gives it to Emily and Marty and was like, check it out. See if you like it. So they keep this in their back pocket. But mm. while this is happening, they're like, Laura, you're going to be the lead singer now. So you're up. Damn. Um, and let's see. Major record labels, though, even though they're growing in popular- popularity, they were like, I don't know if we can take a risk on an all-female group. So, Well, they're probably like, we can't get money from this because no one wants to listen to, <laughs> to all- three women. Isn't that crazy? 
It is so upsetting. Isn't that crazy? But it doesn't surprise me. It's like a single tear is falling down. <laughs> Truly. But they do get a manager, Simon Renshaw, and he helps them actually get a developmental deal with Sony Records Nashville division. So they finally have a bit of a break. Um, they cut some demos with Sony and they're like, listen, mm. Sony is like, you need something young, you need something fresh, mm. and your lead singer is not it. Tough, tough, tough to hear. Which also, like, Laura was never supposed to be the lead singer. Robin always was. Because she wasn't, like, a star. I just don't think her voice was, like, radio potential. Right. You know? Um, was there one that was, like, sex appeal? Or no? Is that why the record label was, like, you guys aren't, like, sexy? Yeah, I guess it probably was all of the above. I mean, Marty and Emily were very hot. Or are very hot. Yeah. So, maybe, I don't know. It is also interesting that, like... They're building the bands around these two sisters who are mainly just instruments and, and harmonies and not the lead singer, you know? Yeah. And um, Emily were like, we should listen to Lloyd's daughter's demo tape. And they do. And then they're like, oh, damn. Um, let's try Natalie out. And it was like, right away, this is it. This is the fit. Natalie was just 21 years old. She was funny, brash. She brought this irresistible, like, sass to the group. She was spicy. Mm, we love that. <laughs> love that. Love a spicy lady. It loves. And this is, I love this piece from Time Magazine. Quote, Natalie Maines is one of those people born middle finger. <laughs> middle finger. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> Let me take that back. <laughs> Natalie Maines is one of those people born middle finger first. As a high school senior in Lubbock, Texas, she skipped a class a day in an attempt to prove that because she never got caught and some Mexican students did, the system was racist. So, like, from the beginning... She knew what was up. She knew what was up. God. Yeah. Jesus. Like, we love that spirit. We do love that. Because it was hard to come by in the 90s. Or... Whenever she was in high school, in the I mean, she was probably in high school, yeah, in like the early nineties. That's amazing. I know, Gen, but that's such Gen X spirit, though, too, isn't it? It really is. It's like fuck you. It's a, yeah, and, and now like millennials are we're scared to say anything <laughs> to hurt anyone's feelings. Literally, yeah. Gen X had to stick it to the maniosis, and we love it. Mm. Um, so they're like, hey, Natalie, do you want to join this band that's already been around for a while? And by the way, you have to learn twenty-two songs in seven days. Yeah. And also, Laura, you're out. <laughs> Laura's like, it's cool. It's like, that's fine. I have a daughter at home. Yeah, sure. To survive. Yeah. Um, so Laura's out and Natalie is in. But Natalie's also like, all right, ladies, we got to modernize this. Like, we've got to be done with the fringe skirts and the cowboy hats. Like, let's cool it on the yodeling a little bit. And let's make this shit fun. Oh, my God. She just comes in and she's like, hey, guys, I'll do it. But, like, we got to do it. Literally. And everyone's us. like, yeah, 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 sure. Whatever you want. Um, so three weeks later, they officially signed with Sony. And this is what we see the chicks as today. God damn. I know. They made shit happen. Um, when they signed with Sony, they had it written in their contract that they would play their own instrument instruments, which wasn't a given. And especially in the country community, they fought really hard to be the ones to play their banjos and their fiddles, which like, why would, what's the even point then if they wouldn't be the ones doing that? Hi. But they're like, you're women. It, yeah, so we are weary yeah, of anything exactly. you do. And they also fought really hard um, to preserve their sound uh, when a producer said that they would have to remove the banjo and fiddle for radio edits. Why is everyone so against the banjo? The banjo is one of my, it's banjo, fiddle, mandolin, and steel guitar, my favorite instruments. Banjo's an underdog. A hundred percent under. It's like one of the hardest instruments to play, I believe. I mean, literally. It is gorgeous. Add a banjo to any song, it makes it better. Mm, that's Sing how I feel now. about um, a trumpet. Oh, a you trumpet know is I all. love a trumpet. Same drugs. Oh, the horns. Mm. <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> Um, Take me there. Exactly. Um, so the Texas Monthly article about the chicks said, 
Quote, their image was equal parts strong-willed big sister, free-wheeling college dorm mate, and the potty mouth flirty girl at the end of the bar. A combination that drew country country fans of both sexes and all ages and then soaked up more listeners from outside the genre. Their appeal was infectious. Which is, they are just, when you go watch their music videos and watch their performances, they're all having so much fun together. Yeah, that's an interesting review because it is so, like... They're three women, so how can we stereotype them exactly of these, like, tropes that we see? Like, they're not really talking about the music? That is also true. But I do think about their spirit. They do capture that quite well. Totally. Like, again, on country music, a lot of women are, like, more clean cut and stuff. And the Dixie Chicks came in, or the Chicks, sorry, and they were like... Yeah. No, no, (laughs) that is fair. That is fair. Sorry, I don't know what that just came out of my mouth. Do it again. (laughs) Remix it. (laughs) Beginning. I need to cut that. Okay. Um, so they released a single, I Can Love You Better, on October 1997. Uh, it's going to be so hard not to sing all of this. And it tops the charts immediately. And then their debut album, Wide Open Spaces, was released on Ju- on January 23rd, 1998. Jesus Christ. That song. Already, also, like, with that song, I feel like that spoke to so many girls and women who had, like, had that feeling of just wanting to get out. Oh, God, I have the chills already. It's such a beautiful song. I love that song. Oh. Um, in 1998, the Chicks sold more CDs than all other country music groups combined. So were they, like, rich at this point? Or was it a slow burn? It was a slow burn. And we'll talk about why. Oh, God. Yep. <laughs> Wasn't by their record that it was a slow burn. Um, they're also charting on the pop radio, which I think just shows like how desperate the market was for like a badass, talented group of females. This you is know? what happens every time when we're like, hey, you guys want to help the economy? Such as Barbie. Create a movie that, because women have been craving to see it, and then it makes a billion dollars. We've already said this, but this is the summer of the girly girls. Like, we are fueling the economy. And, like, we can help the economy if people will give us what we are asking for. Exactly. But that's the whole thing. Like, our economy, if we had equal rights, would be mm. flourishing. And there it is, Claire. But hey, that's for a different that's a time. Different episode. I mean, maybe not. I mean, it's all It's all connected. Yeah. That's so true. Um, they win the Grammy for Best Country Album and Best Country Performance by a group. Wow. And they also become the first country headliners of the Lilith Fair. Do you know the Lilith Fair? I'm not familiar. I wasn't either. But you know how I feel about fairs. Well, it's actually a music festival. I think it's cool. Oh, of course. Like, whenever you go back to Arkansas and you're going to some sort of fair, I just see Claire, like, prom queen, like, riding a wagon. (laughs) And I'm just like, cool. And then the reality, it's like carnies with cigarettes, like, missing teeth. But that's what we love, too. I picture it in the 40s. Of course. Yeah. You know. We'll we'll let you live in that life. I want to. Yeah. And we'll let you. Thank you. So, actually, the Lilith Fair, it was an all-female music festival that was started by Sarah McLaughlin. (gasps) McLaughlin. I love Sarah McLaughlin. Me too. Arms of an angel. Uh, memories. Memories. I, it's gorgeous. Um, so she had been told by music and, con- and concert industry executives that putting more than one woman back to back on a lineup or a radio playlist wouldn't sell. So she was like, oh, really? Really? And mm. so she started an all-woman music festival to sh- prove them wrong. You know who played? Who? The Indigo Girls. <laughs> uh, take us there. Please take us there. 
Why does it exist anymore? I don't know, actually. That's a good question. I feel like now that kind of thing would be so popular. Sarah McLaughlin, if you're listening to us, bring it back. Bring it back. Like, we could take our mom. Oh, my God. It would be a dream. We would love to be a part of it. Uh, We'll do anything. Give us a mic. Please. We'll do a live show. Truly. Fair. I can't say Lilith. It's really hard. I don't even want to try. It's really hard. But, um, so, the chicks were the first country headliner for it. And they get a lot of criticism for playing a pop festival from the country community. And we see this time and time again. The country community does not like it when Taylor. you start to go Taylor, Casey, Dolly, what? Shania. Like literally why like I think they think, "Oh, you think you're better than us?" Like and you only think that if you're insecure to begin with. Oh, 100%. And I just ha- I wrote down the Dolly Parton quote that we talked about in our Dolly episode when she went pop. And she said, I'm not leaving country music. I'm taking it with me. I'm not going to limit myself just because people want to accept the fact that I can do something else. Our queen. But also, like we talked about in the share episode, like you have to, as a female artist, as a female entrepreneur, you always have to be evolving mm-hmm. or else people are like fuck you you're boring you're staying in your lane but then when you evolve you make them uncomfortable you just can't win no you can't so just do whatever the fuck you want that is the moral ladies exactly. listening just do it just do it so um they released their second album fly in 1999 oh, i love it. it's like it's hard for me to pick a favorite chicks album because oh. they're all so good it debuted at number one on the billboard 200 charts selling over 10 million copies and making the chicks the only country band and the only female band of any genre to have two back-to-back certified diamond albums. So they're crushing. I think I forget how massive they were. Same. I'm we always were so like, young. oh, they're in, like, for a certain person, they were big, but right. it's like, they were globally? They were globally huge, huge. huge. Um, and they already, like, they had songs, again, that I think are, like, progressive songs, especially in country music, like, Ready to Run, which is about a woman who's like, I am not going to be tied down by love, and I'm going to get out of here if someone wants to tie me down, you know? Were they, like, open, were they asked a lot about their relationships? I don't know, actually. But, like, how, like, were. private were their private lives? I think, I think it was so different for celebrity back then. Like, there were, there were like, magazines and stuff, but I don't even think, uh, celebrity culture was, like, different. Of yeah. course, everyone wanted to know. Yeah. But I don't know, actually are they all straight mm-hmm. for some reason i thought a couple of them were lesbians no i mean who knows yeah yeah but um they are like publicly s- publicly straight oh, okay yeah um and let him fly is on that album <laughs> it's written by patty griffin which she is everything to me and they covered a lot of her songs but let him fly is not only covered by the chicks it is also covered by your queen jessica simpson and you guys have to, you guys right now stop pause for just 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 a second and then come back to us go watch her cover of let him fly she starts crying it's mtv unplugged right yes and claire and i watched this when we were children and we were like oh my god it's right after her nick lachey divorce she is crying thinking about him because she at one point has to put down she falls back oh she's she's sitting on the stage and she falls back and then she gets back up and she goes oh lord and the audience is like sobbing all these like 16 year old girls we were at home we were and then in her book Mm -hmm. you find out oh it's not about nick lachey it's not and we won't tell you it's about because you should go read her book DM us right now and be like, holy shit, I can't believe it's about this person. Exactly. Go read it. So Let Them Fly, God, we love Queens with that song. Mm. Um, However, a few of their songs brought controversy within the conservative country music fan base. Here we go. And two songs caused some radio stations in the beginning already to remove the Dixie Chicks from their playlist. Sin Wagon, which is so good. Talk about some major banjo and fiddle. Um, because there's a line that says, do a little mattress dancing. That's right. I said mattress dancing. So they're like, sluts, sluts. 
<laughs> the devil whores witches which it's it's such a good song <sighs> and then oh god there's goodbye earl because <laughs> earl had to die na, 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 na. goodbye okay this episode's gonna be so long if i keep singing <laughs> um but goodbye earl if y'all don't know is about these two friends marianne and wanda and they were the best of friends in high school and one of them meets this guy earl and he starts he starts being physical with her and so right away marianne flew in from atlanta and they decide that they're going to kill earl sorry i was going through the whole song again <laughs> two thoughts quickly yes please. your southern accent is really coming out oh, in this god. episode and you know i love it oh god i'm it scared makes, it makes me love you anymore even more and secondly do you remember that script that we wanted to write about kind of inspired by that song no i think we still have to write it we need to it's like nine to five it's goodbye earl like it's all we we will write this we script. need to go back we do but like hearing that i i was literally five years old in the car with emma like screaming this song like about like if you mess around with my friend i know what to do i will poison your black eyed peas and shove you in a trunk fuck around and find out i, I mean they were teaching us yeah, yes. say no more and that's how we still feel today I, that's exactly it's just so funny to think of little kids like singing this song yeah just out the window and I'll have to die <laughs> and your so mom perfect. up front just like well literally like she has like, to find out somehow one she I think my mom and Emma's mom were like anything to keep them distracted <laughs> This is better than the alternative. <laughs> Anything. Um, so please also go watch the music video for Goodbye Earl because it's so campy and it's so good. Love. I cannot wait just to, like tonight. Just watch all of these on YouTube. Oh, it, they're so good. Mm. Um, so Fly wins the Grammy for the Best Country Album and the Chicks become the best-selling female group in music history. All genres. That's crazy. Isn't it crazy? Crazy. Wow. With suspiciously little cash to show for it. Was it Sony's problem? Yep, Tess, it sure was. Was Sony like, we're taking 95%. Sony was doing very similar to what we saw in our NSYNC and Backstreet Boys episode. I am thinking it already. Let's go check it out. Um, the chicks allege that in the last 30, or in at least 30 cases, Sony had used fraudulent accounting practices, underpaying them at least $4 million in royalties um, on their albums over the previous three years. $4 million. God, and that has to be split up three ways too. This isn't like a sing like an individual artist. And I bet that they had to split it up within their band too. And their agents, managers, lawyers, yeah. all of that shit. Yeah. Oh my god, how much money do you think they were making? I, well, she did it. They did an interview, and I forgot who the journalist was. And he was like, "You guys must be rich." And she was like, "Literally, no." I mean, this I think this used to be such a thing. I think it's still kind of a thing. Well, I mean, the streaming services with artists now are just not kind. Like you have nice things, but you're not like cash rich. Yeah, it's like you owe us. It's crazy. That is it's dark. like indentured servants. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. So Sony held out. Um, they were like, "Well, we're not going to pay you," but the chicks didn't hesitate to openly escalate this whole thing. They were like, "Oh, you don't want to pay us? We declare ourselves free agents," even though they were on a six-album um, contract. And they would—they made a show of meeting with other labels potentially interested in signing them, even though they were supposed to record three more albums. And Sony's like, "No, no, you can't do that." Yeah, they're like, "Well, yeah, yeah. now you're a little scared." So Sony sues them, yeah, because they're like meeting with other record labels. To which they countersue for four point one million dollars, joining an array of pop and rock stars like Courtney Love and Leanne Rhimes, who were all fighting the system right now because the record companies were stealing from everyone. Oh my God, Leanne Rhimes! I always forget that she was like a big thing. It all, it all goes back to Bravo. It all goes back to Bravo. If you are not watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or Vanderpump, 
truly that's um that would be brandy um glanville's ex-husband is now new wife yes. who he had Former an affair mis- with yeah Sorry, I just stepped all over you. No, I stepped all over you. When, when, when it comes to housewives. <laughs> we stepped we, over each other willingly. And that's okay. Um, Sony ends up caving, and the chicks were awarded their own record label imprint, Open Wide Records, which gave them more control, a better contract, increase in royalty, increase in royalty money. But Sony is still responsible for marketing, distribution of their albums. However, the chicks write, we don't want to work with the Nashville office anymore. We only want to work with the New York office. Sorry, my eye just, have you seen it? Is it twitching? It's crazy twitching. Is it on the top? It's like on the side. (laughs) It means you're dehydrated. Uh, Oh, I definitely am. Have some more mule. (laughs) Just have some more Moscow mule. That's all that works. Have some June shine, vodka mule. Shout out. Shout out. I'm having whiskey on the rocks. Love. Um, So because they go work with the New York office, that creates even more of a riff with the country community because, again, they're like, they're being uppity and they're difficult to work with because they're they're asking for what they're owed. Yeah, Deep South doesn't like New York, huh? No, but also, like, I feel like that's even universal of any women in business. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh, now you're a big shot. It's like, they're just trying to get their, what they, oh, like, You wouldn't get that money if it wasn't for me. Yeah, it's very upsetting. It is. But in this Guardian article, they said the chicks wanted their young female fans to see them taking up for themselves, and that's why they did it so publicly. And it would inspire a nine-year-old Taylor Swift to learn how to play the guitar and get into country music. Taylor said, quote, They showed me that women in country music played their own instruments. Let me take a deep breath. Oh, okay. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. They they showed me that women in country music could play their own instruments, make their own creative choices, and dictate their own artistic departures. That they could be stoic, angry, daydreamy, romantic, ferocious, prideful, and sorrowful. sorrowful, And that complexity was nothing to apologize for. I have full body chills. Gorgeous. I love that complexity is nothing to apologize for. Oh my god. Oh my god. (sighs) Wow. I know. I gotta take that in for a second. I know. And I just love it. They, they, that's the thing. They were all of these things. And you can be, and that doesn't make you any less of a woman. Nope. That is doesn't human make you, nature. Doesn't make you less of an artist. Literally. It's that amazing. is beautiful. It is beautiful. So while this legal battle is playing out, they're all like nesting in Texas, starting their own families. And then they're like, let's make another album. And for this album, they're like, Let's go back to our bluegrass bluegrass roots. And now we don't really have to worry about these labels or big producers. Let's do whatever we want. In fact, let's produce this album by ourselves. And they bring on Natalie Stat Lloyd. So it's just the four of them producing this album. What year is this? This is 2000. They released their album, Home, August 27th, 2002. Virgo season. Virgo season. And God, is this album good. That's why I'm like, oh, what is my favorite album? This album is so good. What is it? Uh, that's true. Would you say what isn't or what is it? What is, what is your favorite one? Uh, If you had to. Maybe home. I don't know. Because then I'm like, and then I listen to fly. I just don't know. There's space for all of them. There is space for all of them. Um, but it wins country album of the year. And Natalie Main said afterwards, I want to check the record books and see how many fathers and daughters have won Grammys together. Which is so sweet. That is very sweet. I think oh. the chicks are up there of like winning some of the most Grammys. I mean, it sounds like it. I know. Every time I'm like, and then they won this Grammy. God. Um, they performed the national anthem at the Super Bowl in 2003, which we're gearing up. After three albums, they were the best-selling female group in history in any genre. They set a record for the most concert tickets sold at the time. They sell $49 million worth of concert tickets in one weekend. 
and like in the early 2000s were they selling like stadiums arenas mm, yeah mm-hmm. yeah um home was selling millions of albums the songs were all over the country in pop radio they had sold out arena tour and in one day they're off the air and fans are burning their records Summer is here, Rammies, which means we are hitting the farmer's market to grab that fresh produce, and you know we wouldn't cook with anything other than our Caraway cookware. If we're buying that gorgeous produce, we want to make sure our cookware is safe and healthy for us as well. Caraway is non-stick, but also has chemical-free ceramic coating, so you can fill your summer with your favorite recipes without worry. It also doesn't hurt that Caraway products are so aesthetically beautiful and will immediately elevate your kitchen. I have the navy pan set with the gold handles, and I feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers film every time I cook. All sets come equipped with complimentary, easy-access storage solutions to keep the kitchen tidy as well, which is such a nice touch. If you want to join in on the fun this summer, visit carawayhome.com ram10 to get 10% off during their summer refresh event. Certain exclusions apply. That's carawayhome.com ram10 or use code ram10 at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. Show. I'm scared. Here we go. I'm scared that it's going to take a... I've been so happy. Uh, yeah. Me too, Tess. Me too. I'm scared. But hey, we'll get back there. That's true. But for now... Okay. Let's set the let's set the stage of 2002-2003. Oh, yeah. We are now in a post-9-11 world. And George Bush and his national security team tell the nation that there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq and that they were a security threat, which required that we invade Iraq and take care of it. Iraq, Iraq, I'm trying to say it the proper way. It's You can say Iraq, too. It's just more country, I think. Okay. Um, okay. So, basically, he's like, there's weapons of mass destruction. We got to go over there. Speculation in hindsight is that Bush was avenging his father's war because Bush Sr. did not go into I- I- Iraq. Iraq. Sorry. Okay, I'll stop. Um, but should have. And he was criticized for that. And Bush Jr. wanted to rectify that. So, he's like, God, make dad proud. So he lies about why we are invading because he knows unless we tell people their weapons of mass destruction, they won't want to invade. Um, yeah. Uh. Saddam Hussein was in power at that time and then his regime was toppled. And from my understanding, it's that we helped set up kind of a puppet government like we wanted to d- democracy build, but essentially to stabilize the entire region with that war and helped create a gap that ISIS has ended up filling in many ways. In hindsight for everyone, there were no weapons of mass destruction. We invaded an area that we had no business in and lied to everyone about it. And so many people died because of it. Early 2000s were the just darkest times, like politically Ugh. in this like in this country. It just felt so icky. It felt, so, and I'm so sorry to Emma and my aunt Lynn that I texted you so much about the Iraq War. <laughs> They're like Happy Friday, right? But it's like we were so young when this is happening, like that we. I feel like so many people and our like millennials are not alone in this and being like, so wait, what happened? No, because I think we grew up with a very whatever image we had of it and like for my image it was like always like fuck bush he's yeah. ruining everything same. we come and from the same background all th- that. this man is is going to destroy the world but like but like why and what and it goes back even further i still i'm like wait what even happened i i have had to we'll talk after the show. <laughs> yeah like i don't i don't want to say too much to sound like a complete fool but no, I, well same I, you know. i'll try to answer any questions you might have but basically 
Also, we have seen your guys' request to do 9-11, and we respectfully... Decline. Decline. It's just... Yeah. No, we just can't. We just can't. <laughs> so with that, yeah. Um, pre-invading Iraq, the president had a 71% approval rating, and that never happens. That's... To put it into context right now, Biden has a 40% approval rating. Bush had 70%? 71 who, what was like, how close was it between Gore and Bush? Uh, oh, we have to do the 2000 yeah, election. Wasn't it like, wow. But our country right. just went through something crazy. And it's kind of like, I think you, especially at that time, you like, you stand by your president, you know, which is crazy. I mean, uh, yeah, that there's never been such toxic patriotism oh. that we have seen. Shall we get into it, Ted? <laughs> yes. Patriotism in America pops off. And I'm like, Pops off. This is what ruined the American flag. Well, like it did. This, this is what time. made the American flag be like, oh, you are blank, blank, and blank. Exactly. Check out our YouTube because we are literally like about to flip a yeah. table right now. And also, like our arms for our UK listeners, buckle up. You're gonna think that we are insane. You. I mean, truly. Like now, the flag means that you are like conservative yes and xenophobic exactly and that so it happened during this time so do you remember the disney channel sit down <laughs> clear i watched it last night with canal stop we watched the whole thing please describe it since you recently watched it so after 9 11 yeah especially for children yes. I think the disney channel is trying to be like look we have to get the kids talking about this in a safe space they had to get everyone talking about being proud to be an american so hillary duff let's just because we all know our queen mm-hmm. she sits down there's she, there's an interview and then it's also a montage of her just like waving the flag <laughs> and her cuts throughout it and Hillary's like honestly like I have a family email going and it's just been really nice to be like hey like reach out to your loved ones and also like I am proud to be an American it's crazy. and you're like wait what and we're all just at home like with our snacks just like blinking at the TV screen that shit played every eight minutes on Disney every Channel every eight minutes it was just trying to be like you have to love America you and have Hillary Duff to loves America. you have to so also patriotism and censorship was at like it was one of the most in- intense periods of censorship um, before the 20 or before the 2003 ga- Grammys CBS sent an email to every single artist saying you can't mention the war in your acceptance speech or we will immediately cut your mic off because if you have anything bad to say we're cutting it off is that because like they were scared that they'd lose sponsors like it was like you're either on this side or that side or you you like the other side no it was literally it's like you are pro america and pro war or you are a traitor that's what it was you can't say anything bad about bush or about the war um cnn adopts an internal policy that anytime they talk about civilian deaths in afghanistan they always have to compare it to the number of civilian deaths in 9-11 so it's almost like those deaths don't matter because 9-11, there was even more, which is like so sick. You, How can you compare human life? Exactly, exactly. Um, so the UN like is meeting about this, you know, and a lot of America's allies were against this invasion and against this war. France in particular objected to it. So Representative Bob Ney, an Ohio Republican, ordered that the Capitol cafeteria, or ordered that the at the Capitol cafeteria, the word French be removed from all affiliated menus. So French fries would become freedom fries, and French toast would become freedom toast. I had blocked this out of my memory, and now <laughs> I am remembering this on menus. It is not okay. 
Like, this is so crazy. This is insane. It's insane. People were getting arrested uh, for going to anti-war protests. There was a man who was arrested for going to a mall wearing an anti-war t-shirt. And hate crimes against Muslims rose 1,617% from 2000 to 2001. It was such a terrible time. Terrible time. Um, Clear Channel Communications, which is now iHeartMedia, sent out a memo to stations around the country of lists of songs that hosts should uh, consider avoiding. And it was like such a long list. Um, Some that made the list mention if a song mentioned an airplane, if a song mentioned New York. Also, Imagine by John Lennon. (laughs) We just don't want to hear it. They're like, you cannot play that song. Can we pretend that airplane? Yeah, they're like, that means you don't like this country. Go fuck yourself. They're too triggering. It's wild. Look, it it was Mm -hmm. a terrible thing that happened. I, I still am like so shook by what happened after for like the next like 10 years and it's still affecting us i mean about hate crime like muslim hate crimes we still see that today because of 9-11 it's crazy like all of this is doing this research has just made me shake my head well and then um you know instead of those songs they wanted it to be replaced by patriotic songs and this is where we see the travesty that is bro country come into the mix. This is the introduction of bro country, which is, if you don't know, it's country music that talks about beer, America, trucks, like all that bullshit. Yep. And Toby Keith comes out with a song called Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. Sing it. The Angry American. Well, I will say some of the lyrics. Do you know this song, Tess? You uh, California angel? Probably not. Yeah. Well, prepare to get mad. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Oh, God. Justice will be served and the battle will rage. The big dog will fight when you rattle his cage. And you'll be sorry that you messed with the U.S. of A. Because we'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. So, that's America. That's the American way. And that is now what people think of America. And that is what is so sickening about this. It's like, this was the prelude. Prelude? Is that before? Sure. To Trump. Yep, exactly. Of We've like, been building this. We have been building this for time and time again. Of mm-hmm. like, oh, this is America. It's hatred. Mm-hmm. It is tacky. It's, you don't it's, fucking mess with us. It's just gross. It is. So Natalie Maine, pre-controversy to the to you know the thing we're about to talk about, had a little controversy with Toby Keith um, when she was asked about this song. She says in the news in a newspaper interview, "quote I hate it." It's ignorant. It makes country music sound ignorant. It targets an entire culture and not just the bad people who did bad things. You've got to have some tact. Anybody can write. We'll put a boot in your ass. I love her. I love her. But isn't that sad? Because now when people, when you say, oh, I like country, people are like, ew, you don't have taste. It's like country music is actually lyrically really, like originally very beautiful and storytelling and in depth. And now it's like, oh. You're tacking, I, I hate you. Ju- you're tacking, I hate you. I just saw a TikTok actually recently that like outlaw country, like Johnny Cash and like Willie Nelson is starting to come back in with like Tyler Childers and Sturgill Simpson and Jason Isabel and like bro country is starting to hopefully make its way out. Well, good, because I had that connotation about country my entire yeah. life. Yeah, and then country music can be so beautiful. Uh, truly. Well, Toby Keith fires back and says, quote, she's not a songwriter. She, uh, so we can't discuss the mechanics of the song. Why don't you just go down on Second Avenue and pick one of the homeless guys and ask him what he thinks about it to me it's the same that's not the last we'll hear about toby, toby keith that's not the i last. didn't know toby keith was evil toby keith and natalie mains have had beef is toby the keith the one that sings finally got over that song of ours i don't know what song you're singing actually he's um no. uh, should have been a cowboy right Should've maybe that's not home. toby keith god i don't know that 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll come back to Toby. Don't gross, you worry. Gross, though. Gross. Yeah. Okay. So now it's March 10th, 2003, nine days before the invasion of Iraq. The Dixie Chicks performed at the Shepherd's Bush Empire Theater in London, England. Shout out to our UK, our Englanders. We love you guys more than you know. Englanders, is that what you call it? Yeah, sure. We do love you guys more than you know. It was the first concert of their Top of the World tour. And on the footage of the DOS, um, when I was watching it, Natalie Maines is checking in on war updates backstage, like getting ready for the show, being like, have they invaded? What, what are they doing? But also, they're like, it shows them being mothers and taking care of their kids while they're getting their hair and makeup done. It's just like the power of a woman. A woman. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest political rallies was going on in the UK, and one of the biggest political rallies in UK history was happening. Perhaps as many as one million people gathered in London to march and denounce American plans for war. I don't think I realized how much the rest of the world was like, what? Like, you guys are fucking idiots. What are you doing? Yeah, I didn't realize that either. Yeah. I mean, I assume that some people were probably like, Bush is actual and it like he's an actual idiot i know what what was the thing he couldn't say i don't know considering this whole episode i've been like iraq iraq i'm i like can't no, speak on no he completely uh, but what? i'm also not the president of the united states well there's that famous scene of him trying to open the door and <laughs> i mean the man is not wise i know but it seems innocent now compared to what we've gone through doesn't it well it's sad because now people are like oh he's a cute little I man know. and it's like we cannot forget we cannot forget what guys. he did to innocent people it's so true so the chicks sing their song traveling soldier and then natalie mains then tells the audience just so you know we're on the good side with y'all we do not want this war this violence and we're ashamed that the president of the united states is from texas and that's all she said guys that is all she said. I have chills. And no one thought anything of it. The crowd cheers. Everyone at the show after the show was like, that show is amazing. Great energy. Like, the chicks didn't even think anything of it. She kind of, like, laughs afterwards. Like, because it's kind of like, whatever. It's yes. a throwaway comment. Also, you're allowed to say how you feel about bad behavior. Yep. Well, America finds out about the statement from a review of the concert in The Guardian. Um, they reported Maine's comment and said that the audience cheered. The journalist wrote... At a time when country stars are rushing to re oh, sorry, at the time when country stars are rushing to release pro war anthems, this is practically punk rock. After Mains made her comment made her comment, another band member stepped forward on the stage and added, But you know, we're behind the troops hundred percent. But the second comment was not widely reported. I've never heard oh, of that. Oh, they said that. She said that. It uh, was another band member. So I don't know if that okay. was Marnie or Emily or if it's that but no one knows about that. That wasn't like picked isn't that up. interesting how you kind of like have to like I feel like you have to say that yeah in like American yes. culture it's like we don't believe in this but like we are with our troops yeah it's like you you also don't have to say that but also they were in London and this Guardian article was like it was amazing it was punk rock but um, what got all this commotion started in America is that this right wing internet group called the Free Free Republic picked it up and put it on their forum and in a way that the world had not seen before because it's 2003 the internet is like still pretty baby yeah um, they start organizing protest um, they start posting telephone numbers of radio stations playing the chicks music people demand that they get banned from playing on the radio it, it's just so crazy because it starts happening pretty fast, but they're also touring in Europe. The chicks are, so they kind of don't see what's happening in right. America yet. And <sighs> Europe is like, we're so with you. It's so crazy thinking about this happening in 2003 because now a lot of conservative and Republican people are like, aren't we allowed to say what we want to say? <laughs> and so the hypocrisy is actually like 
quite something. The, there was a man on the dock that said, freedom of speech is fine, but you don't do it in public. <laughs> sure, sure, sweetie. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, shut up. Um, protesters used tractors to smash their CDs, and the Dixie Chicks manager... <laughs> loser. 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 Want to go get my tractor real quick? <laughs> get oh, a hobby. Get, that's get, get a hobby. hobby. Oh. We'll categorize that and get a hobby. This whole section... We are now in the get a hobby section. Oh my god! And I apologize when I keep calling them the Dixie Chicks. It's um, the Chicks. I'm so sorry. No, yes. Um, the Chicks manager Simon Rinshaw noted that by contrast, the stations continued to play the music of Tracy Lawrence, who's a country singer who had been convicted of spousal abuse in 1998. They kept playing him, but the Chicks. But if you talk about you know the president oh, of the United of States well, and him declaring war. If you say that you're ashamed to be from Texas, that's literally all they said. Oh my God. So, we's, um, listen to some quotes from what people were posting online. Guys, buckle up, Buttercup. Here we go. All right. Just, Here's that just pillow. Go. If you're near a pillow. Just go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> One posting on AOL, from, on AOL from a user who identified himself as Bill Russell said, quote, what a sickening disgrace and a slap in the face to every military family in the country. My best wishes for that bitch trader is that their sales go in the toilet and, and the public throws out their records and that lousy bitch never gets to sing in public again. And her ass gets shipped to Baghdad before the bomb falls, a little fatter target to hit. I grow so tired. So that's one. They should send Natalie over to Iraq, strap her to a bomb and just drop her over Baghdad. They were dubbed traitors and Saddam's angels, the Dixie sluts. One columnist wrote, she might as well said that Obama, Osama bin Laden was her lover, which I'm like, what? <laughs> what? The right-wing media picks this up and they have a heyday. Christopher Hitchens calls the chicks fucking fat slags. Bill O'Reilly says, they're callow, foolish women who deserve to be slapped around. Patrick Bunchen, I don't, I don't even care if I'm getting these people's names yeah, right. Yeah, they don't deserve it. He said, I think they are, I think they are ditzy twits. These are the dumbest, dumbest bimbos with due respect, which I'm like, why even say that, that I've ever seen. Here's one of the worst ones. This is from Larry the Cable Guy. So take oh, that <laughs> Great, great. He said, I've had it with this piece of crap flubber factory spouting off every time her semi-sized ass hits the stage. People say, but Larry, she ain't that fat no more. She lost almost 20 pounds. I say, big deal. That's like taking three deck chairs off the Queen Mary. Natalie Maines needs to take her size 78 Wranglers and go back to her old job of smuggling moonshine in her giant canyon-sized ass crack. How dare the first hippo of country music go to a country whose support we're trying to get for a possible war and then attack our president in that country? Okay. So, it begins. It begins of the only thing that we can say, because these are actually mm -hmm. very intelligent, mm -hmm. successful women, mm -hmm. what can we attack them about? Mm -hmm. Their bodies. Mm -hmm. And this is what we have been doing since the beginning of time. It's it's so easy. I'm sure all these men commenting, Larry, the fucking cable oh. guy, I'm sure you have a six pack. Hi. I'm sure you are a very attractive man. If your man. name is Larry the cable guy, no. Yeah. I'm sure that you yeah. have this gorgeous yeah. body. Sweetheart. It, it's infuriating um there's a cmt column shut up and saying and i sent it to emma yesterday i was like be prepared to throw your phone um it's written so much like a middle school girl i can't help but read it that way read he it was that like way. okay he was like 
Memo to Natalie Maines, she could not have made a stupider mistake. First of all, if she really has a strong conviction about the war, she should spell it out and stand up for them. Most sensible people will respect her right to do that, but don't make what amounts to a personal attack on Bush. So he's like, if she has a strong conviction, she should speak about it. It's like, she literally did, dumbass. And in my middle school response, I'd be like, are you in love with Bush? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? Do you love him? Um, Who cares? He also was like, I'd also like to see what her fan base is because um, teenage girls get distracted and they don't really like stick with their bands. And I'm like, really, sweetie, have you seen the Eras tour? There is no one more dedicated. Than, Have you like, seen any, like, the Beatles? I yes. Mean, like, it's like you're being so blatant about your sexism. You're not even trying to cover oh, oh, it like up. like, if it's a female artist, they, well, they, they leave just, them? Yeah, and just, like, teenage girls in general. Like, that they have nothing to them and that they're, like... Teenage girls fuel celebrity culture. They run the world. And the economy. Exactly. Literally, where would we be without us being obsessed with Chad Mike Murray in seventh grade? In sync. I'm still, we just did an episode on this. This is what, this is what celebrity culture is. Yes. And he, it is us. It it is us. It is us. Um, And he finishes the article by saying, you're an artist and you have a message. Hey, put it in a song. We'll listen to that. But otherwise, shut up and sing. Uh, What? It's like, would you listen to that? Really? I know I could just a good scream. I could scream. Well, Jason Isabel, um, who's an amazing singer songwriter, he did an interview with Pop Save America, and he said, and he calls it out, and it's true. He said it's because they were women. If he said if Tim McGraw had done it, nobody would have cared. It's because they were women. They were talking out of turn, referring to Eric Church's recent Rolling Stones cover story interview in which Eric Church criticized the NRA. Eric Church is a country singer. Isabel said, what Eric Church, uh, or watch Eric Church's record sales. They're not going to drop. Nothing is going to happen to Eric Church. Guys like me can say whatever we want to say, but that thing happened because Natalie Maines was a woman. It gave them an opportunity to push another woman out of the entertainment business. It was just an opportunity. And also, if, let's say, Britney Spears had said this, who is a sex symbol, people would have similar responses of, like, She's just good for her body. She's just good for yes. her abs. Like it's all it's all going to come out of the same place cuz it's so it it has no substance. It's disgusting. And also it's like why why can't you have an opinion? She she didn't make a threat to anyone. She wasn't like I'm going to go bomb like you did to her. It makes me yes, so Yeah, but you're allowed to then threaten her because she spoke so out of line. It's so... Mm. But they don't back down. The chicks don't. Good. They put out a statement that says, while we support the troops, there's nothing more frightening than the notion of going to war with Iraq and the prospect of all the innocent lives that will be lost. I feel the president is ignoring the opinions of many of the U.S. and alienating the rest of the world. My comments were made in frustration, and one of the privileges of being an American is that you are free to voice your own point of view. And people were like, not good enough. Were there other celebrities that came out in support for them? Yeah, there were. Like, you know, but, uh, yeah. like, the, But not the country community that a lot of them were, bu- like, buying their albums and stuff. And, like, buying tickets to their tours and everything. But there were people who were like, hell yeah. Ladder for those in the back. Well, because most celebrities were speaking out at this time, being yeah. like, we don't support. It, right? Yeah, and that shut up and saying, well, also, there was censorship, though. Like, remember, at the Grammys, they couldn't say anything about it, or they would have been cut off. But in that shut up and sing thing, he was like, she's not qualified to talk about this. And it's like, oh, you are? Oh, I feel so angry. So angry. (laughs) Oh, you're so angry. (laughs) (laughs) But literally, I'm like, actually, I really don't know what to say. I am. So she does end up apologizing for... she. Well, she says, I'm sorry I disrespected Bush. I mean... 
how can you blame her at that point? No, I know. Because she was getting death threats. Not this me, is the but position whatever. that women are always put into. It's like, but now you have to apologize for something that you actually do not need to apologize Ex- for. Well, she said at the end of the apology, she said, while war may remain a viable option as a mother, I just want to see every possible alternative exhausted before children and American soldiers' lives are lost. I love my country and I'm proud to be an American. But, you know, she she had to play the mother probably but also that is probably how she feels that is so true that's not like distant like right ingenuous but it's also i'm sure her team like what happens is they go okay everyone hates you the only thing you have left is kids and your mom yeah like part of your life and so then you have to do that for the country community it's really interesting to watch the documentary because they were making a documentary before all this happened because they're the biggest selling group of all time female group and um to watch them do the media like planning afterwards was so crazy but natalie mains the whole time was like i don't give a fuck good and in 2006 uh natalie uh took back her apology she made in 2003 saying i don't feel that way anymore i don't feel bush is owed any respect whatsoever (laughs) and a week later they posed nude on the cover of entertainment weekly with the names they've been called painted on their bodies Mm. among them uh, saddam's angels dixie sluts chills traitors it, it in their publicists it's so funny because they have footage of this in the doc she's like this is such a bad idea she's literally freaking out on the side and they're like we're doing this and um emily who's the banjo player uh, in the doc said people don't understand how tight we are we're a sisterhood we go through the good the bad and the ugly all together uh sisterhood sisterhood it's the best thing in, in the entire world truly um in uh. the doc it also shows george bush is asked about this and he said, the Dixie Chicks are free to speak their minds. They can say whatever they want to say. And just because, uh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Wait, what did I say? What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> um, something. Okay. The Dixie Chicks are free to speak their mind. They can say whatever they want to say. And just because, he said something, they shouldn't have their, oh, and they shouldn't have their feelings hurt just because some people don't want to buy their records when they speak out. You know, freedom is a two-way street. To which Natalie Maines in the documentary says, they shouldn't have their feelings hurt? What a dumb fuck. And then she looks in the camera and she goes, you're a dumb fuck. (laughs) I love her so much. I love her so much. Oh my God. She's iconic. Um, So back to Toby Keith. At his shows... On the Jumbotron, he displayed a Photoshop picture of Saddam Hussein wrapping his arms around Natalie Maines. And he has a gun on his back and it says, Saddam Hussein and Natalie Maines, Dixie Duo, Songs of Peace and Love. And he plays this on the Jumbotron across all of his shows. So, when the Chicks performed on the ACM Awards, she wore a shirt that said... F-U-T-K. <gasps> Fuck you, Toby. Love. Keith. You know what it's giving? What? Bring it back to Bravo. It's give, giving Slade. Slade? Uh, yes. When he, like... Slade smiling. Miss, Miss Piggy with Vicky yes. at all of his shows. And people are like, you know what? That's not a cute look. You're trash. Like, gross to be talking about... Trash, trash, trash. Not for us. Not for us. Um, and then when asked about the shirt later, she winkingly and unconvincingly claimed that F-U-T-K stood for Friends United Together in Kindness. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but... The chicks completely drop off the charts. Sorry to like take us down. Yeah, just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's crazy. Like they were like at number one and they go just like way down. People start like, it's just wild. They're getting death threats. Um, On a Dallas show, um, they uh, received a 
letter that said Natalie Maines will be shot dead on July 6th in Dallas, Texas. And so she had to be escorted by police to the concert. Um, they all had to hire 24 seven security people dump trash in their yards yards. Yeah. I'm like, what are words? Um, it's just, it's terrifying. It's a terrifying time for them. Yeah. It's just, I just cannot help but think about the hypocrisy of it all it's crazy but even in the diane sawyer interview she's like i mean i wasn't even thinking about she isn't like i I didn't mean what i said like they really stand as united front and they don't back down good and they get in the studio and they start making another album good and they're like we are so done with the country community we are not going to try to cater to them at all way to be turned off by like yeah that's one way to lose Good. Yeah. Say goodbye. Natalie Maines was just like, goodbye forever. Mm -mm. Um, And so they start working with Rick Rubin, which like, he would actually be a really interesting Ram episode. He would. We've been wild. Didn't someone tell us to do that? They, I, probably. Oh, it's Canal. Canal wants us to do Rick Rubin. He's a fascinating person. We should. Um, So they work with him. He's worked with everyone, guys. Um, And they're like, we have nothing to lose. And so their album comes out in 2006. It's called Taking the Long Way. And of course, the star of this album is not ready to make nice which i also love that they come out with an album and they're like just so you know we're not ready to make nice yes like we're not apologizing what a good lesson for young women yes to be seeing this and to be like they weren't like oh my god we we regret what we said we wish we want peace and love they were like fuck no no there was a scene in the doc where someone was like maybe we just like say it was like a joke and we were just making a joke about it and natalie is like but it's not a joke it's serious it's not funny I want to watch. It, it's incredible. And Not Ready to Make Nice has one of the best bridges of all time. I have chills. I have chills, too. That bridge is... Wow. I, I mean, like, that bridge walked so Taylor's bridges could run. It's, I mean, these women walk so that Taylor can run, and yeah. she's admitted that. Oh, 100%. That bridge is the Elmo fire gif. <laughs> Oh my god, the airplane's loud. Oh jeez, wow, it's so true. I will post that airplane, the Elmo fire gif if you are unaware. With the link to that song. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, we are doing that this week. So, taking the long way debuted at number one on both the U.S. pop album charts and the U.S. country charts, making it uh, a gold record within the first week, despite having little to no airplay um, in the areas that had once embraced them. And they become the first female band in chart history to have three albums debut at number one. Oh, we love it. And this is also coming when Bush's approval rating has gone way down because everyone found out there weren't actually weapons of mass destruction. And 59% um, now called the Iraq War a mistake. She was right. Yep, she was right. And at the 49th Grammy Awards show on February 11, 2007, the group won all five categories for which they were nominated, including the top awards, song of the year, record of the year for Not Ready to Make Nice, and album of the year. Yes, girlies, we love it. We, we love, love it. a revenge story. It, 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 we success love it. is the best revenge. Of course. And they go back to that same venue in 2006 that they said that thing in London, touring their best-selling album. And Natalie Main says... All week, the only thing people keep asking me is, what are you going to say? Do you know what you're going to say? And as usual, I didn't plan anything. But I thought I'd say something brand new and just say, just so you know, we're ashamed the president of the United States is from Texas. Also, Tess, I wrote, just so you know, the United, president of the United States is from Tess. Elmo <laughs> <laughs> <Elmo> guess. <laughs> I'm always thinking of you. I love it so much. I mean, truly honored. Honored. So they take a very well-deserved... Quick, uh, hiatus and we're wrapping it up here 
But I do have to mention that in November 2016, they performed Daddy Lessons with Beyonce at the CMA Awards. And they're all Texas women up there. And it's just like so powerful. You guys, please YouTube that performance. Except you'll be so disappointed because the crowd is literally just like blank face. Yeah, why are they like that? Well, Tess, um, some of the sentiment was due to Beyonce's liberal-leaning politics. Some of it was rooted in her perceived lack of country credit. And some of it was downright just racist. In particular, quite a few people voiced their opposition to Beyonce's support for Black Lives Matter, sorry, Black Lives Matter movement, her use of Black Panther imagery and her Super Bowl performance and her vocal support for police reform. That's right. So CMA started taking Beyonce out of their promotions for the show. And later they were like, oh, it's just because it was unapproved. You should be so fucking lucky that Beyonce would grace your stage. I saw an interview with Natalie Maines after that, and she was like, I thought I was done with the country community before. After Beyonce gifted us with that, I'm done with you forever now. What a bad look you guys have really... What? What is... Cap- like, what, what, is your pro- what is your problem? What is your... What is your problem? And these are the things that's like, you're on the right side of history and wrong side of history. You're also on the right side of just being a good fucking person. Right. Or being a bad person. Exactly. But that performance, oh, go listen to Daddy Lessons oh, yes. with the chicks. And that, they do. Now I'm remembering. Yes. And they add in Long Time Gone. It's incredible. I mean, it's incredible. Uh, um, so on July 17, 2020, the chicks released their first album in 14 years, Gaslighter, produced by Jack Antonoff. Sing it. Gaslighter. Denier. Oh, it's so good. Oh, oh I forgot to mention because Gaslighter makes me think of it. Um, when they perform Goodbye Earl, they have a picture of Trump behind them that, and OJ. They put OJ. That's right. It, which is, I, it's all these men that have just truly gaslit the hell out of all of us. And disgusting human beings. Uh, but yeah, produced by Jack Antonoff. And on August 20th, 2020, the Chicks performed the Star Spangled Banner at the 2020 Democratic National Convention. And that is the Chicks. I have chills even from like ending this episode. Like, that was very good, Claire. Oh, thank you. That was you. one of my favorite episodes oh, I think thank- you've ever done. I, I love them. Like, I am obsessed. Very on brand for you with oh, your love you. for them and for us with just like hating the patriarchy. <laughs> Stick it to the man. Stick it to the man. And. Your passion and your knowledge. I'm very impressed. And I really think that they set it up for people like Casey Musgraves, Kelsey Ballerini, Mayor Morris. Yes, for women to be able to be like, hey, I'm part of this community and we are changing some of the... Like, this isn't my country community. And this doesn't have to be. Because the people that have, like, enforced these sort of policies that we have to follow are trash. Trash, trash, trash. Not for us, Not for us. That was a wild ride. I enjoyed every second oh, of it. Oh, good! I'm so glad. Truly, I oh, was I'm like, so glad. Oh my god! I was like, I could have done, like, I could have talked about this for another hour. I mean, and we we could. I really highly recommend to go listen to their whole catalog. It's just full of like female power. It's such a good time, and they deserve our support for the rest of time <sighs> because like we owe we as a as a yeah. society owe them an apology. We literally do, and yeah. especially now that we just see that you can you, you can really say whatever you want in yeah. the most hateful. I mean, the president of this country for four years said whatever he wanted about women yep. and about people of color, yep. and he was elected. So yeah. the fact that women were three women were just like, hey, we're ashamed of this. It's that disgusting. is just crazy. It's crazy, and I, you know, if one day, oh, I forgot I have an experience with Natalie Maines. 
Should I say it? Say it. Should I say all of it? Say all of it. Say it, Claire. I was at, uh-huh. if you're still listening, this will be for, good to see if people are still listening yes, until the yes. end. I was at a dinner. Say it. And Natalie Maines showed up. Mm. And Natalie Maines and Taylor Swift were both. Yeah, Taylor Swift. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And I, yes, they were both singing Cowboy Take Me Away. It was, I was literally, it was one of, seeing Natalie Maines perform that live was one of the best experiences of my life. But not only that, they forget one of the lyrics and I had to remind them. <laughs> Stop. I, Stop. I'm sweating. I'm going to leave. I, I don't think I realized like being in Natalie Maine's presence. I don't think I realized. Do they harmonize to it? I don't remember. I don't remember Claire, that. Claire, please. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it was just like, she is, I think she's one of my favorite people. So, so you met her. I did. Every time. I We're did. always surprised with queer celebrity no. connections. It was, it was. That is incredible. I wish I could go back now because I don't even think, I'm sweating. I'm I don't even think too. I realized how exciting it was to be in her presence as I like would now. Oh my God. I know. Jesus I fucking her. Christ. I love all three of them. I, I do too. Well, you know. It's Women in Music Month, baby. What a, what a perfect episode to conclude our. Yes. I, I think so too. You know, next week we're either going to have a guest or we're going to have a re- re-release. We're keeping you on your we'll toes. We'll let you know. Yeah, we'll let but you know. this was the perfect like. Wow, what a perfect episode for oh, you! Thank. You. I love those women. Like, oh my god, I'm obsessed with them. It's, wow, it's hard. It's it's it's. I we'll watch the trailer after oh, yes, for their documentary. Please. Oh my god, I just don't even know what to say. I feel like I do feel overwhelmed oh. with like. <laughs> emotion it's good i mean yes it's it's a lot i feel all the things guys thank you so much for listening oh, that was just gorgeous oh, thank you I, and please um follow us on instagram and facebook and uh, facebook wow, that was an interesting you one <laughs> you love it i love it and tiktok youtube we're we're all over the place we're everywhere that you can literally find us we will be it's there true and like you guys have asked please put on put, put your podcast on amazon music and we did we'll, we'll do anything you guys ask we will pretty much yeah just not the Sorry, but everything else yep. we will mm-hmm. we will consider it. Thank mm-hmm. you guys. We love you so much. We love you. We'll see you next week. Yes. Bye. Bye.